Well, hello and welcome to our chat online. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dana. And here we are. It's our weekly chat about just stuff, stuff that's going on. And we thank you so much for listening once again. We got a big show for you today now. You know, we. It's going to be busy. We always have Ben joining us, and Ben is going to join us again, and we really are thankful that, that Ben is joining us again today. But today on the show, we're also going to have Richard, who's been on the show before. He talked last time, I think we talked about aliens, UFOs, and that kind of stuff. <laughs> and we're going to get back into that a little bit today because Richard is actually joining us live, live. in the studio yes. today. So Richard, Richard came in and is going to join us live. And we have another new guest. Last week we had Pastor Ike that joined us. Uh-huh. And we got um, Samantha. Samantha is going to join us. Samantha, a little about Samantha. Um, Samantha is a millennial. So it's something totally different for our show. Samantha, um, from what we've heard, we've spoken with her once or twice. We don't get in any real topics with her before we, you know, get her on the show because we want all that to just be natural and spontaneous. But we know she's a millennial and has different views than everybody else on the show. Um, so we'll see how her views differ from ours. We'll have her on the show in just a few minutes. Before we bring our guests in, though, we want to talk briefly about the things that have been going on. And these are things we're going to talk about on the show as well. But I've just got a feeling with all the guests we had today and knowing how vocal some of them are, uh, we won't get a chance to say a whole lot. Dana and I will be just kind of like. But uh, that's OK, because we yeah, really want to hear what they have. We'll to be say. refereeing the show. So we want to say a couple of things before we bring the guest on. One is this three hundred billion dollar student loan forgiveness thing today. Uh, it was as we recorded the show, this just happened. All right. So here's the deal. We keep reading online and you can, you know, Facebook and all these little boards and everybody is so happy. And I saw something a little while ago where somebody said people are complaining. People that paid their student loans off because they worked hard and paid them off are complaining that it's not fair. And the response was, you know, but hey, life's not fair, bud. Get over it. Oh, is that right? You know what? You took the loan out. Yep. Not my responsibility to pay your loan off. But guess off. what? You're going to be paying it off. You're mm -hmm. going to pay it off. You took this loan out. Nobody told you to. Nobody made you do it. Pay your damn loan back. That's all there really is to it. You, We, we shouldn't be forgiving you $10,000. We should be forgiving you nothing. Some nothing is 20, forgiven. 000. Yeah. This just absolutely ridiculous. You took the loan out. Now pay it back. You know, we're going to be, we're in the process of buying a house now. And when we take the loan out and sign those loan papers, it's no different than, than, you know, the loan you're getting for your student loan. But they're not just going to come along and forgive us. We're going to have to pay it. We take the loan out. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, there you go. It's, it's perfect. What do people say, Dana? When, when they, when think about it, when you're talking Roe versus Wade and all that stuff, what do they say? My body, my choice. Amen. Now, what else are we going to say now? Your student loan, your payments. But it's not. Nope. Everybody that pays taxes is going to pay your student loan. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are not happy with it. Because it is absolutely unfair. It, it is. It's not right. It but really this is the kind of crap Biden does. He's trying to buy your votes. And it wins. Because mm -hmm. these idiots... And I and these people went to college, but they're still idiots. You let this well, little ten thousand dollars when they were there. You didn't even have to graduate from college. You could have flunked out, and he's just going to pay for it. It's not fair. All there is to it, it's not fair. Uh, but this is what our president does. This is what Joe Biden does. This is this kind of thing. Let's give away some more money. How much are we sending now to Zelensky? In what, Ukraine, three billion or another something? three billion dollars. You know dollars what? Over I there. lost a lot of respect for that Zelensky when I saw him and his wife on the cover of Vogue magazine. Yeah. When do you have time to take pictures for Vogue when you're in the middle of a war? He's not in the war. He's got all the people. He's encouraging all them to go out and die for the country. He ain't dying for the country, and we're just keep and giving them money. Just, we're just keep funding them. And here's the thing: it's tax money. The America has no money. Everything we make is, you know, it's it's off taxes and, and this kind of stuff. It's a, really it's all taxes. Not all of it is like income tax, but everything is taxed. Everything's taxed and taxed. It's your money 
that we're now giving more to them. It's mm-hmm. your money that's paying for these student loans for these. So basically, I paid off my student loans myself. And now you're going to have to help pay theirs to, off. Yeah, now I have to help somebody else pay off. Now you're going to pay off all the lazy people that, you know, didn't get a job. But yeah, you went to school. What is it you learned in school? Go get a job. Go get a job now. Pay your student loans. Sell something. Somebody earlier was saying, I've been paying four to $600 a month, blah, blah, blah. This is so helpful. Somebody was saying, oh, when I was in, this person was in nursing school. When I was in nursing school, I had to live in an apartment, garage, blah, blah, blah. You know, I really don't give a crap about any of that. Mm-hmm. You took the loan out. Now you want people to pay it for you. And, and hey, just hang in there. He'll probably, yeah, he'll probably yeah, just get rid of there. more of it. Right now, it's, you know, to the end of the year, you don't have to make any payments anyway. And before it's over, yeah, Joe Biden will just pay it for you. He won't pay it. Actually, Joe Biden ain't paying crap. All the taxpayers will pay it for you, just as we've said many times. And I hate to get into this again about the disability stuff. Yeah, just stay home. Pretend you're disabled. Taxpayers will keep taking care of you. So we got a lot to talk about on the show today. We got several several guests here today. Ben is Ben's not even like a guest. Ben's our, our third host. Ben, welcome to the show again. Hi guys. I am I am here. I'm ready to go. And I believe in the little gray man too. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, we have Richard here. Richard is our little gray man man. Little the guy that's gonna we're gonna get into that later. Yeah. Little gray man, Richard. So you get ready. And we have another one. We have Samantha. Now, Samantha, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks. Hi. Right. Hi, Samantha. And we all know Dana. And and I'm Jeff. This is the show, our chat online. All right. We're going to just jump straight into it today because Ben was fired up just a little while ago. We got him on the phone. Ben, you know, I mean, you know, the uh, student loan debt thing that happened, you know, 10000 you know, in debt really, $300 billion total loan forgiveness. Give us your first thoughts on that. Yes, I don't see how this country can afford to pay pay for all that student loan that he's he's relieving. I mean, it's uh, forty million people that he's relieving ten thousand dollars worth of debt, unless they had a Pell loan. If they had a Pell loan, they're getting twenty thousand uh, relieved if if they make less than one hundred and twenty five thousand a year. Now we all know what his agenda is with this. I mean. I mean, he's after votes. That's what he's after. And uh, this is just crazy. There's no way this country can afford to relieve debt like that. I mean, it's it's not the country's fault that, that these people went out and, and got student loans. Hell, I went out and bought a $50,000 car. Am I going to get relieved at 10000 because I bought a new car? Why don't you try that? Yeah. Samantha, your thoughts? You know, we want to we want to find out what you think. Um, we didn't ask you the typical Biden question we ask everybody, but we've jumped straight into things. So, just your initial thoughts on uh, on this thing with paying ten thousand dollars, you know, off of student debt from each person. Yeah, uh, I mean, I find it a bit unfair. I mean, I have student debt and I don't qualify for the assistance, but it would be kind of nice to fall into that bucket, but I guess I'm not, I'm not, I'm too well off to need to help. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like if they were going to do it, they should have just helped everyone with student loans and just the select few. Yeah. 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 If you're going to do it, help them all. But what about the ones that already paid their student loans off that worked hard and overtime to get it paid? Is it fair to them to get nothing out of it? It's not. No, not at all. Not at all. No, we should all be reimbursed one way or another. If you're going to just go ahead and spend that money, then just spend it and do it the right way. Like, I think you're right on that. And it's uh, my personal opinion is for the people that did the right thing, that borrowed the money, that went to school, that worked hard and paid it back. There need to be some type of reparations for those people. They can do it in the form of an income tax refund. They can do it as far as, you know, adjustments as as far as taxes go, something somewhere along the way to where the people that did the right thing, you know, wouldn't be felt left out and cheated. I mean, you got to stop and think about it. I mean, if they would do nothing more than just cancel out at least 50 percent, maybe 100 percent of just the interest, everybody would still be paying their original note back. But some of these kids have been screwed 
I mean, so bad as far as they were so quick to give them the money because they knew they were going to get it back 10 times over just in the interest payment alone. Just since the pandemics began, they said that they've lost $102 billion just in interest, you know, where, where all these kids are concerned. I think a win-win would be take the interest away. They still have to pay their, their notes back. And, you know, everybody wins on the situation. The people that did the right thing, they won't feel so cheated and neglected on it. Right. It's kind of deceiving too. when you go to school to begin with. You don't realize that that interest is a daily type thing. You make your minimum payment, which you think you're paying. You know, that's all that's required. But, um, you know, that's how those loans get astronomical anyway, because the interest is added on daily. It's not like a car note, you know, where you know, your interest is monthly or whatever. It's different. And I think when you're right out of, you know, high school and you're just heading to college, you don't understand like all of the ramifications of borrowing money. Well, or I think it's intentional. I think it's intentional. They're taking advantage of these kids. They're taking advantage of the parents because it's nothing but a money making scheme. And to be honest with you, what what's being taught at the colleges now, as far as all this woke crap, I mean, they need to take and fire half of these freaking professors, get them out of there, or put them in stockade and beat them half to death. That way we wouldn't have to worry about Antifa or anyone else. <laughs> I hadn't heard that before. There's new thoughts yeah. for us. <laughs> well, you know how the you know how the government does their, their loan paybacks. I mean, it's, it's based on the way the IRS does theirs. and Everything accrues, like, like Dana was saying. But uh, Richard's got a really good point. I mean, why why... Why were the kids being taken advantage of with a high interest loan anyways? I mean, they know that the kids don't have the money to pay it back. So, you know, a, uh, a loan with a reasonable interest rate seems appropriate. Well, you know, just like the Pell Grants are concerned, those are supposed to be free. And where they're talking about the people, I sat around and I figured it out why they why they bring the Pell Grant into it. You can only qualify for a Pell Grant if you qualify for a certain income. If you're middle or low income, you get a Pell Grant that's free. Well, the reason you get a Pell Grant is because you don't have the money. So the reparations for those people that had to get a Pell Grant, they get an extra $10,000 knocked off. And if you stop and think about their reasoning, nobody will tell you that. But if you stop and think about it, why else would they just include the Pell Grant? It all is income-driven based as far as what the parents make, what the students have. And the people that had Pell Grants, they feel like need you know more help than anyone else. But what gets me is you stop and think about, and I'm not a racist. I'll be the first to tell you, you got a lot of good black friends. I mean, just tremendous people. And I've never been a racist my entire life. But why do you single folks out and you're only going to pay for the blacks? I don't understand that. That's just like reparations. I had no control over what happened 200 years ago. I didn't put anybody in slavery or into bondage or anything else. I'm not responsible for that. I mean, I'm part Native American. Do you hear me bitching and moaning and groaning because what they did to the Native Americans and what they did and ran them off the land and put them on reservations? Of course, there is a little bit of payback where casinos are concerned, and I appreciate that. Yeah. They haven't paid me back too much, but okay. Um, Samantha, (laughs) Samantha, let me ask you this. This is something we saw on the news, and I'm I'm sure you have underperforming black students, and this this is the way it is. It's underperforming black students in college. They're going to lower the standards uh, for becoming a doctor. They're going to actually lower the standards for becoming a doctor. They said that for getting into medical school, that's getting into medical school to be a doctor, lower the standards, they said, because so many uh, black students could not qualify. I got to have me some of that. Don't I want one of them working on me? Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, we got to lower the standards. You know, you, you don't have to make A's. If you make C's, you're all right. But, you know, Samantha, I mean, just your thoughts on that, because that's something that just came out. Yeah, I mean, it seems kind of backwards, like putting a Band-Aid on a problem. So, like, generally, you know, school districts where these kids are coming out of are out of poor communities. I mean, the taxes, you know, aren't as high as they are in, like, wealthy communities. So they're getting a subpar education to begin with. And these students and these people, you know, black, white Hispanic, whatever you say, they have those dreams to become doctors and scientists and physicists, but they can't because they're starting 
in poor communities. And I think the fix to that is to fix the poor communities so those children have a better education to start with. And then we wouldn't have to lower the standards to become these bigger, you know, career paths. Yeah, but you've got a lot of people that came from poor communities that excelled and did extremely well. Black, white, Asian. It doesn't matter who you are. If you've got the determination and the drive to become more than what is around you, I I, I, I kind of halfway agree with you. But, you know, like Dr. Ben Carson, you've got a bunch of folks that came out of Harlem and different places that have really made a tremendous impact on society and their own lives. And just because you came from an impoverished community, I don't get that. You can still... If you've got the drive and determination that you want to build yourself up, bring yourself up out of that, you can do just as well as anyone else can. There's a lot of white kids that come from really good backgrounds, have a lot of money, and are worthless. They don't do anything. They depend on mom and dad's money. They could care less what's going on, and they treat other people like crap. So you can you can sit there and blame it on impoverished you know, communities, and I agree with you partially, but not in whole as far as that goes, because it, it depends on the individual and what they want to make out of their lives. Ben, your thoughts? I mean, I, I, mean, I, I agree uh, with what Richard's saying, and are we going to make the, are we going to give them loan relief, the kids loan relief, if they failed out in college? Yeah, actually, yes. As long as you owe the money, yes, you qualify for it. You didn't have to graduate. Oh wow! Yeah, isn't that special? Yeah, yeah. Y'all pretty much y'all pretty much covered it all. I mean, I I'm uh I'm at a loss on it. I mean, I don't see I don't see how this country can afford to to relieve the debt. But well, we can't. Know. I mean, when we're sending money to Ukraine, and don't get me wrong, I feel sorry for those people over there. And look at that. But how long that's can my we right there continue too. Three, another, to pay it? for a war? Three billion that, that Putin started. Three billion. I mean, we just sent them billions and billions of dollars. Where's the money going to wind up at? I mean, guess what? Joe Biden's son was part of a corrupt regime over there in Ukraine. He took all that money. I mean, it's going to go to the same people, to the same places, and they're going to stuff their pockets full of it. It's not going to help the people. It's not going to feed them. It's not going to, you know, for the military like it's supposed to. You just, you're throwing money away. Why don't they do something reasonable for the vets in this country? Why don't they take these vets that are homeless, that are on the street, that have given everything for this country and have lost everything, and no one's doing anything about it? There's a bunch of hotels in New York and all these Democrat-led cities that are completely and totally empty with running water, no, they're bathrooms. Not. Hang on, they're not empty. Got, no, New York is now putting the ones that Governor Abbott sends up oh, into that. those. So I was we're getting actually, to that. isn't a shame. I was getting to that. We're not letting our I was own getting people. To that, I but mean, there, are, there are other cities, though, that, yeah, that could be done other than New York. I mean, sanctuary cities, it's fine as long as you're talking about it. But when you actually become one, then, yeah. oh, we got a lot of crying and wailing and national too. Poor things. They got 4,000 people up there. Yeah. Too many, two million people have come across the border so far. Look what Texas is dealing with. But they, you know, they don't seem to want, I mean, it's like selective memory where New York is concerned. All these midnight flights where they're flying these illegal aliens into New York, where it's been documented and they've shown it coming in. They don't say anything about that, but just because they bring a bus with 25 people in, oh Lord, we're, we just can't handle them. All right. Well, hang on. We we got several subjects we're going to get to. Samantha, we're going to jump back to you on this one. Um, and I know Ben's Ben is really going to have an opinion on this one, but we're gonna we're gonna hear from Samantha first because she's our new guest. And Samantha, what are your thoughts on this January sixth, the insurrection? Do you actually think that it is all Donald Trump's fault? He could have stopped it. Uh. I don't know. I mean, I think people were angry and they directed their angry where they directed it. Right. Um, I don't know if any one person could have stopped it, but it might have been helpful to just have the leader of the country say, hey, maybe y'all shouldn't do that. 
Samantha, it could have been Samantha, any leader, not Trump or anybody. Samantha, I, I want to apologize. I want to jump in right quick, like, okay? And if you disagree, that's fine. That's, that's, that's okay. That's not a problem. But, you know, you kind of touched on something for me as far as somebody's you know, stopping it. I mean, it's been well documented that three days before Trump requested 20,000 National Guard to be in there, you know, for any type of a situation that came up. Nancy Pelosi and the head of the Capitol Security Police, okay, she denied along with, I think her name's Bowser or whatever her name is, you know, who was the mayor of Washington, D.C. They requested 20,000 National Guard troops to be up there in case anything got out of hand. Trump requested that. It's been documented. They have had everyone, I know at least five different people in higher, uh, in higher positions that really don't like Trump at all that have admitted to that, that that was requested. They turned that down. All they had to do was have proper amount of people there, and none of that would have happened. I don't think it would have. And But why would they have do, done this thing? And it, I've got one personal opinion, and you may disagree with me on this, okay? I think the whole, the whole January 6th situation came up because of one and two situations. All right, the whole country, you had 75, 80 million people that voted for Trump. You had supposedly about 83 million that voted for Biden. Those are, you know, semantics, you know, apples and oranges. But the country has been so divided where the situation is concerned. They impeached Trump not once, but twice. Adam Schiff said, we got him, we got the proof, Russia collusion, everything. And then the Democrats come to find out Hillary Clinton, her campaign paid for the Russian dossier with or the Steele dossier in order to defame Trump and to get him to that point. I think personally what had happened was the country was tired of seeing it on TV, tired of seeing them, their hatred for one man destroyed their party and destroyed the whole country because they were blinded by everything around them, even the even, you know, the virus, even the pandemic. They didn't act on that because they were so, I mean, just bent on on taking Trump down. And I think if people would actually look at it for what it's worth, I think so many people got fed up with it and saw how. You know, how Pelosi and and Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and all the rest of these people went after him, not once, but twice, and was completely and totally, you know, everything was unfounded as far as truth-wise goes. I don't see how any country can go through this and not be divided, because if you stop and think about it, under Trump, we were energy Efficient. I mean, we were self-sufficient on every aspect. We had respect. No one liked Trump, but they respected him because they thought he was crazy and they didn't know what he was going to do next. But it kept everybody in check. But now the first thing Biden does, he goes in and he signs 43 executive orders. The first one is taking away the Keystone Pipeline and actually cutting our energy completely and totally away from us to where we're willing to go to Iran and beg them to produce more oil, to Venezuela, to Saudi Arabia, to everywhere else. And everybody hates us. I mean, even if we do get them to produce more, how much are we going to have to pay for it? I mean, we didn't have all this before. That hatred came in and decided they just wanted to completely and totally destroy this one man. And I think if they had gone down a different road and at least tried, at least tried to work things with him, I think we wouldn't be in this shape right now. How do you feel about it, Smith? I mean, honestly, like, I'm not a huge fan of the government as a whole. I mean, I think it's just a damn circus at this point and the whole back and forth. And I agree with you. I, I agree with you. It's totally. not. It's not the the show isn't benefiting the country, you You're know, right. and a lot of you see it's just it's a lot of puppeting and showing and like and all that stuff. But to answer the original question, like if Trump would have said, "Hey, it's not a good idea to storm the Capitol," the folks probably would have 
pulled back a little bit just he, because he was in the he was in the position of leadership. You're right. And you're right. You have to take that seriously. You're right. You know? And the only it, the only disagreement I have with that was they didn't show everything on the January six hearings. They left out and they predicated everything that they wanted the people to see, but they didn't tell. They would always cut it off. Uh, when it got to the point of what he actually said. And he actually stated, march to the Capitol in a you know, in an orderly way just to go and make your voices heard. He didn't tell them to go and storm the Capitol. He said march you know, to the Capitol in an orderly way, you know, and, and he didn't, he never directed anyone to go in and do what those people did. But I think there was so much raw emotion, so much hatred, so much anger. And he may have not have done any good as, as far as, you know, like you said, to stop it. But I truly don't felt like that. He thought it was going to go to that point. I think his exact words were to, were to go over there and peacefully protest was his exact words that I think he, I saw him say on uh, on TV. Yeah. But you don't hear that, though. So, the January 6th commission completely and totally cuts that out, and along with several other things. I don't mind them having a commission, you know, to investigate what happened, but just tell the truth. Be open and honest and tell both sides of it. Tell exactly what happened and the facts. If you don't have that, how can anyone make a credible decision on it? I don't think he feels like he lost the election, and I think a lot of us feel that way. I mean, I think, I think uh, you know, what happened election night was, uh, was questionable at best. So, you know, what happened there, like Richard said, with uh, raw emotions all coming out, I mean, it's uh, something that, that was bound to happen. And, you know, he, he has followers up there at the Capitol, you know, wanting to peacefully protest. And then if I had to guess, I would say there was Antifa mixed up in there that, that stirred it all up. And, you know, what about the, what, what about the way it went? Then what about the FBI insurgents? No one's talking about that. They've even tried to get well, Christopher Ray to admit to it, and he denies the question. He will not answer the question. They had FBI insurgents in there instigating what happened. And that's already been I a know. proven fact, but nobody's talking about that. I think there's enough blame to go around between Democrats and Republicans. And I think the country was fed up with, I mean, starting with Nancy Pelosi tearing up Trump's speech behind him. I think there was so much disrespect, so much hatred, so much, I don't know how you would just put it, that it just, it boiled over. It got to a point to where, you know, if they want to blame someone, why won't, why won't they allow Nancy Pelosi to, you know, to at least be interrogated like they do everyone else and just ask her point blank, did the request come in for 20,000 National Guard troops to, you know, to protect the situation, to keep that from happening. Just point blank. If they would just ask her and there's enough people there that can, you know, that can refudiate if she starts to lie again with her and her $300 million, if she wants to do, you know, if she doesn't want to tell the truth, there's enough people around there that know the truth that will tell it and that will testify. But they won't call General Milley. General Milley stated on TV, national TV, that Trump requested that and it was denied. And he's not a Trump fan. So, I mean, why won't they tell? Just be open and honest. Be transparent. Tell the whole thing on both sides. All right. How about this? Samantha, we'll come to you first on this one, too, and uh, get your thoughts. Roe versus Wade, overturning Roe versus Wade. What do you think about overturning it? Yeah, I feel like the government shouldn't have a say on what any individual needs to do with their body, regardless of what it is. Right. Honestly, so I'm definitely against the overturning just because it it personally takes away rights from me. Right. So. Okay, gotcha, Ben. You, let's hear it. Yeah, I'm a pro-choice. I'm a I'm a pro-choice person. So, I mean, I I don't agree with it. I mean, I thought the system that was working was working well. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that I think abro- abortion is uh, mm-hmm. the right thing to do, but I think in certain situations it is. But um, I agree with what Samantha says. I mean, I think it should be a woman's right. And 
And this, the, this has been debated for uh, how many years? Like 40 years or longer? Yeah. And we're, we're, we're nowhere near getting to the end of this because this, this is just going to make more of a fight because, you know, women want their rights. And Supreme Court that was put in there by the Trump administration, he put people in that was uh, far right, and they went far right. And I think they went further off than what people – thought they were going to do, but you know, they want to do, they want to go, they want to go deeper if they get the opportunity. So I think they want to visit gay marriage too. <laughs> yeah. That without a doubt, you know, I agree with both of you, you know, on every aspect of what you stated, except for one thing. And, and this is a personal opinion. This is just from what I've heard and what I've seen that they did not overturn it all they did was return it back to each individual state to make their legislatures make the decision on how they deal with it and i think that's where it should have been anyway i don't think the federal government has the right or (laughs) to tell a woman what she can or can't do with her body I think what it needed to be done was in the in the beginning, and it needed to go back there, was for each individual state and for these women and all these all these groups it, to to go to their individual legislators, their senates, their Congress people, and tell them this is what they want. And so that's actually, in essence, what they did. They didn't overturn it. They didn't, you know, illegal, you know, make it illegal in any way. All they did was turn it back over to each individual state to make the decision on how they wanted to run it. And so if North Dakota says you can have an abortion, but Mississippi says you can't, then, you know, you got enough support out there. People will send you to North Dakota to get the abortion. It's not for the fact that they took it and made it illegal. They just sent it back to the states to see how they wanted to deal with it and if they wanted to appropriate the funds to pay for it. All right. Anybody else? Dana? No, I, I'm just listening to everybody. All right, Ben, Ben we're going to start with you on this one because I think this is one you're <laughs> going to have a strong opinion on, too. Let's talk about, um, from the beginning, George Floyd, everything that happened there, and then into the defund police thing. The whole thing, and then from defund police to we're tearing down statues and this kind of stuff that was going on. Well, the George Floyd thing, you know, if you watch if you watch the video, it's well documented the, what happened. And you know, he went right he went right into saying he couldn't breathe, he couldn't breathe, he couldn't breathe. But you know, he was he was there. He was I think it was in Minneapolis or somewhere. I think he was there, and he was uh, trying to pass off counterfeit bills. Yep. Now I don't. I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody would say that uh, they agree with somebody uh, putting their knee on somebody's neck for 11 minutes and causing their, their death, but they pulled him back out of the car and, and held him there on the ground with their hand on his, on his, his knee on his neck. Why didn't they just leave him in the car cuffed? He wasn't going to happen, and then he was, nothing was going to happen to him. You know, so, but I think the I mean, biggest the biggest question, Ben, though, is how do we make him such a martyr? We make him out like this is some hero. We now have statues of George Floyd when the reality is, and I'm just going by his history. I mean, this guy is not a good person, and now we're making him out to be was, some hero because he's a black person got killed by a white person or by a Hispanic person, right? So, I mean, they're wanting to, they're wanting to mix up racial tensions in this country. You know, and tearing down the statues is doing nothing but uh, destroying history. Yeah, you know, so you, that's, yeah. That's, you can't uh, erase history. It's not it, you can't erase it. It happened. It's best that you. It's best that you don't. Yeah, you need to remember it so you don't repeat it. Samantha, it's your turn. Defund police. This kind of when when all this was going on, what was what was your thoughts on everything? And what do you think now? Now that we put it a little bit behind us. I mean, I definitely think defunding the police isn't the answer. I mean, if anything, we need to give more funds so they have better training and all that sorts of stuff and better resources so they can handle situations better and aren't overworked. And, you know, there are some bad eggs in the carton, you know, and try to, you know, work through that. But I don't think defunding is entirely the answer there. Um, 
All right. What when about it comes to like, yeah, George Floyd? I want to hear your thoughts on on George Floyd himself. I mean, yes, we and nobody's going to agree that you know for for counterfeiting, you know, the sentence is death. We we get that. Do we understand that completely? But I'm talking about after the fact. I mean, the rioting that that went on and burning buildings down in the police station, all that. Uh, is there any way for you to defend it? I mean, I can. I grew up in a, in a you know, predominantly black neighborhood and went to a predominantly black school. So I kind of have some empathy for, you know, that culture and all that stuff, just because I've kind of been in it and saw it. Right. But from my point of view, like, it's kind of an accumulation, right? Because over the years, like, there's been a lot of black folk in the community that have been killed by police and this occurs over and over and over again. And eventually like you have people who are incredibly angry and upset and confused and don't know how to handle it. And of course they're going to lash out by rioting and doing what, you know, they're going to do. Well, it's not okay. We need to understand that like, this isn't just like a one time instance. Like this is, there's a pattern and we have to solve that pattern by, training police force to handle different situations better i mean i don't have much empathy i don't have much empathy like samantha does i i grew up at a different age and time than she did but you know i i, I see a more uh, angry element when i look at the black community than than you know what we're actually dealing with but but you know the to defund the police is like um one of the most ludicrous things you could think of. I mean, if we didn't have the police force to protect us, I mean, everything would just be running amok. You know, having the police well-trained and educated is the best thing. But, you know, with everybody's got body cameras on and everybody's got a cell phone in their pocket with a camera. So you can't hide what happens anymore. And, you know, where we are this day and age, 20 years later from before, Everybody's got a camera. So, you know, whatever's going on, it's probably been going on for a long time. It's just now it's being documented. Right. I, I just feel like it's going to be hard to recruit and retain law enforcement. I mean, who wants to go out and put their life on the line for what? 15 or 16 bucks an hour in some cities. I mean, and then, you know, the lack of respect that these officers get in the first place. I mean, it's really, you know... I don't think we need to defund the police at all. We need to figure out how to get more of them out there as far as increasing pay and, you know, what what you can do to retain them. Because I don't think it's it's kind of like nursing. It's not really all it's cracked up to be anymore. You know, people like he's talking about people, you know, well, with the body cameras, it's not just the police that have the cameras. It's everybody that they pull over that shoves a camera in their face. How many TikTok videos do you see yep. of that? And and we have, we yeah, have, but the but the. But the news media is quick to report uh, a white police officer holding a black person down or, you know, doing whatever they do, you know, kill them or whatever we have. We've had some events down here in Florida, too, down down in Orlando, and that was national news for a year. But the thing is, they don't report the opposite direction. They don't report when the black people are targeting the white people when we know what's happening on both sides and none of it is correct. Right. Richard's Richard's previous law enforcement. So he can give us, you know, from that side. I have two words, cause and effect. Okay. Let's, let's go with George Floyd first. Okay. Nothing would have transpired if he had not attempted to break the law to begin with. That's, you know, cause the effect was not good is I mean, if you stop and think about it, this whole country has spiraled out of control ever since that point. My personal opinion is all these people, these thugs needed was just a reason. OK. All right. Let's go with Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter only matter when it's a white against a black when the truth is that 80 to 90 percent of the crime in the black community is black on black. And it's, it's well documented. But does that matter? Black lives don't matter then. It's only when it's a white cop and a black 
individual, suspect, whatever you want to call them. But it goes back to cause and effect. If you stop and think about each and every one of them, why did this happen? What caused this situation to occur? If they had obeyed the police officer and got out of the car like they were supposed to, if they had not pulled a gun, if they had not ran from the police, if they had not driven the car, you know, into a gate or a gated community and jumped out and ran, and then you got the helicopters and everyone else involved. It's like you said, we've got cameras watching everything right now. Who in the right mind would want to be a police officer or a law enforcement officer in today's climate? Because guess what? Why don't you try sending a social worker out at, say, a domestic violence situation where you've got either a black female and her husband or a black male and his wife, and they're going at it because of whatever. It's on a Saturday night. They got knives going against each other. They got Guns going against each other. You got four or five kids screaming in the background, and it continuously gets out of hand. We're going to send a social worker in on a situation like that and talk about their feelings. I can tell you very quickly, I don't know a social worker alive that will take on that responsibility and go into an environment like that without an armed officer with them. If it happens, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Everybody talks a good game, but unless and until you are involved in an open confrontation with someone, it's very easy to sit back and say, oh, I would have done this. Oh, I would have shot him in the knee. Oh, I would have shot him in the arm or the shoulder, or I would have disabled him in some way. If you've got a 300-pound man, black, white, Hispanic, and he is tripped out on drugs, and you've already tased him, and he's still coming at you with a knife, are you going to send a social worker in to talk about his feelings and to disarm him? Yeah. I mean, I don't understand where this where this is coming from. And the poor Black Lives Matter movement, they take millions and millions and millions of dollars, and they buy houses in Bel Air. And what they do is they they throw parties for individuals that are so, I mean, they're just down and out. And I have so little empathy for those people who are no better than anyone else that'll instigate a situation instigate a riot and then try to take advantage and money and steal from people and all these people like coca-cola that want to go woke because we're so sorry that we we hurt someone's feelings and we don't need to be so white Give me a break. All right, let's try this. I know, I know from, you know, we know a little bit of Samantha's history because we've spoken with her before, before the show today. Samantha, if, I, if I'm remembering right, you're our millennial, right? Yes, sir. And I'm not even sure what millennial, what, what millennial means. I mean, what is a, what is a millennial? What, exa- what does that mean? I know there's like baby boomers and all this kind of stuff. What, what is the millennial? What do they, what do they look at it as? Yeah. So, I mean, I can't shout the years off the top of my head but in general millennials like we were children of the 90s so we remember life before computers and smartphones and all that stuff okay but then we also grew up we grew up with the internet growing up you know so we've Uh, had pretty much an entirely different set of circumstances and learning experiences and friendships connections and all that stuff growing right. up but we've also experienced life before all of that as well okay. um, can i say something real quick yeah, absolutely um like i noticed that like the general topic of all of today's like what we've been talking about today like it's a divided country right like anything that's put on the news that you see like it's selected by somebody right and that somebody can be paid off or who knows by who knows what you right. know Roe v. Wade, that creates a divide. Uh, Black Lives Matter creates a divide. Uh, the election, Trump, Biden, all of that creates divide. And you know, we know it's the most easiest type of country to control, a divided one, right? People mm-hmm. are at each other's necks, so we're not paying attention to what's going on at the top because we're too focused on what's happening down here at the bottom. 
So, no, I agree. I absolutely I agree. agree with you. I agree. I agree completely and totally with you. I really do. You know what? And and we're talking about subjects. How about this? We're getting close. You know, we got about 10 minutes left. We're going to, Samantha, I want to get your thoughts on this. We're going to jump way to something different. This is something that we may have a divided group here on this, too. I know Dana's going to be divided. Samantha, do you believe in uh, life? Uh, outside of Earth, do you believe in UFOs and, and, and extraterrestrial beings? Do you believe they're out there? I think it's impossible for there not to be other life out there because there are so many damn solar planets and solar systems and galaxies that we it's impossible statistically for there not to be other life. Have you ever seen anything? Like, you personally, know, yeah, personally, I yeah. actually have. I have seen some an anomaly in the sky. One night I was camping out in Kentucky, staring at the stars, and I saw something I cannot erase from my brain. Well, there you go. This see, is Dana, good. Dana, this was, is good. Dana, there was the little gray men. She didn't actually see the little gray men, but she might have seen them flying around out there. She, she saw something, <laughs> she said. Ben, ben, is, ben and Richard are our uh, UFO people. Ben, what do you think? Did. Could she have really seen something, Ben? Yes, yes, she could have. I, I, I agree with her. I mean, I, I think they're out there. I mean, you know, it's there's more grains of sand on every beach. There's less grains of sand. How am I going to say this? Uh, there's more planets in the galaxy, or not in the galaxy, in the universe, than there are ever uh, grains of sand on every beach on the planet. So if you take that in. If you take that in perspective, I mean, there's there's so much space out there. There's got to be more life. Well, it know? is like the infinity, is, isn't it? I mean, it's, it just yeah, goes, you know, forever. That was on Toy yeah, Story. Is, yeah, well, infinity and beyond. How, infinity and beyond. Well, the question is, is how far it is out there, and can we get to it? And uh, you know, you, you 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 see what our military is reporting right now. Our military is reporting, and they've been reporting it for 20 years, but they're just now letting them talk about it. You know about uh, these these crafts that are following them around, and and they're just there. And when they go to chase them, they just disappear. Yeah, that's our military. We have our own pilots that are saying this is real. And and do you not believe them? It, are they just making this stuff up? No, it's on it's on it's on their HUD video units, and they've they've recorded it, and you can see it right. as actual live recording. All right. Well, that's in the UFOs. What about? Being like you believe in, and we may have discussed this before, but we got Richard here now. Loch Ness monster is Nellie. Is she real? Is that a real thing? I think her name. Is I think Nessie. 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 Don't Nessie. I say Nellie. Nellie. I'm thinking of Nellie. Nellie. Nellie's her cousin. It's getting hot in her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nessie, tell me. I mean, Ben is is Nessie out there? I don't think so. <laughs> What? Did you say no? I don't think. Oh, I can't can't believe this. I can't believe Ben said that. I don't think. (laughs) I don't think Nessie's out there. I mean, I I believe in aliens. I believe in Bigfoot. I'm not sure. Wait, you believe in Bigfoot, but you don't believe believe in the Loch Ness monster. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. He believes in in Nellie, just not Nessie. I guess so. I guess so. I mean, nobody's seen it. Nobody's seen that one for the last hundred years, though. Yeah, but that one picture was really good. That old black and white photo from way back in the day. That looked that looked like a Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Well, I can't believe you know it, there might be some. There might be something there. Who knows? I mean, I've watched some shows on it where they've they've dove, dove, dove down into that lock pretty deep, and uh, they haven't been able to find anything. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Richard, let me ask you about this. What about the Bermuda Triangle? Do you believe that that there is something, or, and if so, what what is out there? Because stuff has happened. Well, you know, there's got to be something in there because of all the planes and the ships that have been. I mean, just come up missing. Just fly into individuals, individuals that have just come up missing. I mean, what it? Who knows what it is? Maybe it's a time warp. Maybe it's a vortex. I don't know what it is. Oh, I know. It's a dimension. It's how you oh, get to those dimension. other dimensions. Yes, I Which get it. Which dimension is it? Is it a fifth? Wait, wait. What oh, do, hang whoa. on a second. The fifth on. dimension? Hang on. Ben, what did you just say? It is like a, it leads to another dimension? Yeah, it's like a wormhole. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. up in there. Huh? Well, one thing about it. We had never, a big debate earlier today about never, dimensions. They've never had any oil spills 
that have been reported. Right, so there's no They've wrecks. never had any wreckage that's yep. been reported. You know, you go into a situation like that and completely and totally disappear. I mean, normally there would be some indication of a crash, a wreck, bodies floating, debris, something. But, I mean, how many people has actually wound up, you know, crossing into the Bermuda Triangle and never being heard or seen from again? It had well over 4,000. I think it's been documented there's tremendous amount, so there's got to be something to it. I know it's it's enough to cut, give me cause for concern that I wouldn't want to go through there. Well, let's try this. Um, ben knows about this. We had this discussion. Samantha, Richard were not with us when we discussed this. There is, no, I won't say proof, but there is a belief that aliens are mating with humans, and there are little... <laughs> Ben, tell us about it. You they're know, you they're know, hybrids. You know this story. Oh, well, you know, that that's just some crazy show I watched. Uh, <laughs> that's just some crazy documentary I saw on TV. But, yeah, that, you know, they're saying, you know, they're saying that uh, there's women that are coming out that are saying that, that their fetuses have been stolen and uh, they are... Uh, the aliens are harboring and making a uh, their own race, and what we're getting out of it is their technology. So, but did I'm we, not sure how much. But I, then, Ben, didn't we have a president at one time? Was it a president that supposedly met with aliens? Remember, Harry Truman. Harry Truman actually supposedly met with the leader of the aliens in private, <laughs> and then you know, so we have a deal with the aliens. So, oh, okay. did you know that one? Never heard of that. Yeah, it, that happened. That happened, supposedly. So, oh, wow. Can I interject? Just that, was pretty in, that, was pretty in, that was pretty interesting. I, that's, uh, that's a little far-fetched, <laughs> a little hard to believe, but, you know, there's a lot of things that's going on with this whole alien thing that, uh, you know, yeah. what's going on at Area 51? I mean, are we are we harboring a uh, alien community out there and let them... And letting them live and letting them fly around. I don't know. You know, what, what's going on out there? We don't, I don't, don't know. Samantha, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, here's some food for thought. So, you know how we've been, you know, digging up human remains for as long as we could, you know, can for as far back as we can. Mm -hmm. And there's still a gap between early Homo sapien and, like, the species that we are now. Um and there's a gap and we've never found any remains for like the evolutionary series between those. And there is a theory out there that, you know, aliens did come to our planet and you can see it in like the hieroglyphs in Egypt and, you know, different early uh, archaeological findings that just don't make sense that we couldn't have that technology. And the theory is, is that aliens bred with the early like homo sapiens which then created the species that we are now. So we are all actually part alien in our DNA because even our DNA, like a good portion of it doesn't exist in any other species on our planet. Like we are kind of just an anomaly. So I want to say that all that theory that's out there right now saying we're like, we're harboring, we're harboring aliens at area 51, or we have some treaty with them. Like that doesn't seem too far out there considering like historically like it doesn't make sense yet oh like well. like, like how how could we have ever built the the pyramids out in egypt how could those guys have ever stood up those stones like like right and and stonehenge. built a perfect pyramid where everything yeah. was high yeah like stonehenge but um or the pyramids, you know, there's well, the, the Mayans and all the stuff that they did and tracking the sun and the galaxy and all of that stuff. Like, that's knowledge that had to have been passed down, honestly. And how do you explain the Mayans and the Aztecs completely and totally disappearing off the face of the earth? Correct. Wow. After doing all of that and they were aliens? tracking. 
Were they aliens? Did the mothership come back and I'm get them? I'm just saying they disappeared and there's no trace of them. So uh, explain it. Huh. I think we're all in agreement. I think we're all in agreement. No, we're Dana. not. Yeah, everybody no, except yeah, Dana. Uh, y'all, y'all are just sounding like a bunch of wackadoodles to me. <laughs> uh, Especially I, now, Samantha. I've Remember been what they say about karma, Dinah. I don't know about this, but I uh, sometimes living with Jeff, I feel like he might be part alien. Yeah. I'm, well, you I'm, know, like could be like the X Files. The truth is out there, and who knows? They may be walking among us now. Yeah. Well, they're probably in a different dimension. Well, uh, yeah, I believe in dimensions. You know, Dana, hey, this you, one over here Dana, you in may dimensions. be one of them. You're trying to throw us all off. Oh, okay. Yeah, hmm. that would be the My one. My long, skinny fingers. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Samantha, we're going to wrap it up. you have anything uh, you want to leave us with today? We really do appreciate you coming on and joining us. Yes, we do. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm happy to come back anytime. Yeah, we'll talk about aliens some more because Dana doesn't like that. So we're going to talk about <laughs> aliens some more. We'll get we'll get everybody back on the show and maybe sometime between now and then an alien will visit Dana. You can't mm-hmm. never tell. I mean, mm-hmm. she may be a believer by the next time you talk mm-hmm. to her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, ben, we appreciate you being on the show as well. We we appreciate you every week. Ben is our third host every week, and you know we thank you, Ben. Yes. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, thanks a lot for uh, having me on the show, and uh, thanks, thanks to uh, Samantha and Richard, uh, both wise people. I mean, we don't necessarily always see everything eye to eye, but that's that's okay. Ben, but, that's uh, the way it's supposed hey, to he, be. Didn't, he didn't say I was wise. We're he said the, they were wise. If the if the rest of the we're country we're here having a. <laughs> Exactly. We're here having a discussion. Yeah, if and, the rest uh, of the country would just take note and see how we handle things, maybe things wouldn't be so screwed up now. Yeah. I'm a, hey, exactly. I agree with that. Amen to that. There you go. It has been a, a pleasure today having all these guests and, uh, you know, having Richard in the studio with us today. Richard has opinions. Mm-hmm. Strong oh, opinions. He, yeah, he shares them. And, uh, but that's what we want people to do. Ben Ben always has opinions. And uh, y'all, we know Ben. We've talked with Ben a lot. Uh, ben, stay pretty calm. <laughs> stay pretty calm today. I thought Ben would get a little more riled up today. So Ben, Ben was keeping it under control today. Because when I first talked to Ben today, you weren't even around, Danny. When, he, when I first called Ben today to see if he was ready to do the show, he answered the phone saying, God damn it, I am so pissed off. That was the first thing out of his mouth. And I'm like, what's wrong? Damn, Joe Biden, and now I got a payoff student. This was the first thing he said. So Ben stayed pretty calm today, but he has a right to be upset. Absolutely. You know what? If if Joe Biden is paying off your student loan or at least ten thousand or twenty thousand, yeah, you're happy. Because you don't care that it's taxpayers having to pay it for you. You basically, you know, it's like um, you're basically, what are the, you know, the people that don't work, live off the government money. Uh, um, it's not charity, but they're welfare. Mm. You're basically welfare. You're wanting the government to take care of your bills. So you bunch of welfare crap people. Pay your own student loan. Not for everybody else to pay it. Danny, you're going to pay their student loan. I hope you know that. That's just the way it is. So, We want to thank our guest today. We had Samantha joined us and uh, even got to talk about aliens with Samantha. She brought some new insight, too. Yes, she did. I yeah. think we'll think we'd get the, we, you know, According to her, we may all be aliens. We all came from the alien race years ago. I'm going to have to do some research on that. Sounds like she's already done hers. Ben already knows it, but I did not know that Ben didn't believe in Loch Ness Monster, so learn something new. Nessie. Nessie. He believes in the great. And Big Ape. And the Big Ape. And uh, <laughs> okay, that's, that's a radio station in Jacksonville. Uh, uh, Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he believes in all that. And of course... Um, but not Nessie. Not Nessie. And Richard, who joined us on the show today. He believes in the little greys. He's beginning the little grays, and want to thank everybody for their opinion. Here's the deal, though. We want your opinion as well. If you would like to be a guest on the show, it is real easy for you to do. Go to our Facebook page. We have a group on Facebook, our chat online. Go there. Let us know you want to be on the show, and we'll get you on. 
or you can go to ourchatonline.com right on the right hand side there's a little microphone that says leave a voicemail click it leave us a voicemail if you just have a message if you just have a comment about something if you just want to leave a message that says y'all are a bunch of idiots you know we did not come from aliens that's fine just call us let us know let's get you on the show let's talk about whatever you want to talk about it whether it be joe biden plenty to say with him whether it be aliens or something totally different you have an opinion on roe versus wade let's hear it. so that's how to get to it. now you can hear us on spotify you can hear us on google podcast on apple podcast and of course at ourchatonline.com and we got like five seconds what do you have to say i guess we're ready for next week we'll see what biden's done uh, time's up Y'all have a good week.